Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And of course, you can always check out the podcast at AWOD Radio on Spotify, iTunes, or the Odyssey app. Stubb puts together a full hour best of AWOD Radio that's available for you on your ride home. And if you're just tuning in, you can hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. here on The Fan, talking all things D.C. sports with a Richmond flavor, college athletics. We've got dude food, Netflix, and more non-sports topics. And, you know, I try to do a ton of research every day. Like, I pride myself on a radio host that is informed, that mm. knows what's going on in the community, a ton of local stories that I look up here in Richmond and Central Virginia, national topics. I mean, yesterday we hit on the trend that beer sales are down across America. And then I noticed another trending topic. All right. I saw this trending. It was all over social media. And it popped out because it was my name. <laughs> Here we go again. This guy, Epstein, <laughs> is ruining my life right. once again. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. And the thing is, he already died. This guy, he already died. He's a bad person. We get it. Now he's trending again. You know, and he's ruining the legacy of my last name. Yeah, that's tough. And it's, it is that's really tough. That's one of tough. the worst last names to have in this current all right, climate. Th- thank you, Stubb. <laughs> all right. Carlson. Look, all right, why couldn't Jeffrey Epstein just be a good villain and reveal all the names before he died? Because now this list is coming out every six months. Oh, another name has popped up. And and Jeffrey Epstein is trending once again. And everywhere you look, it's Epstein this and Epstein that. And everyone's got to talk about how bad of a person he was and how terrible all these things he did were. And it's like all this and that. I'm like, I've heard these stories a hundred times already. When did he die? Like two years ago? Three? I mean, it's been forever ago. I almost want to say it was like COVID time. Right? Right? I've heard about this loser and his stupid island a hundred times. He's a terrible person. I get it. But now you're slandering the Epstein name because everyone's always asking me, are you related to him? It's their <laughs> oh, favorite tough. question. I go out and I meet a girl at the bar. Oh, you're Epstein? Are you related to Jeffrey? Really? How many times? That's like common. Oh, it happens all the time. It's why I can't tell people my last name anymore. I go by AWOD of AWOD Radio. My last name is Radio now. It's so annoying. Uh, are you related to him? No, I'm not. But I do have an uncle named Jeffrey Epstein. How do you think oh, he that's feels? that's tough for him. Right? Oh, poor guy. He had to leave the country. He's living in Mexico. How would you feel? Carlson, if that happened to you, if Carlson was a murderer, the caps have a Carlson. What if he went out and killed Ovi? Huh? How would you feel? It is so annoying. I'm trying to restore my name again by doing an entertaining radio show, and it's like every three weeks to a month, we've got another Epstein leak. The people aren't thinking about you. I they hope should not. be thinking about and like a, they should stop talking about him for your sake. I mean, it's I just, think that that's what I mean. We you know how many do. times I've seen that dumb photo of him, the headshot, <laughs> yes. and then all these other people are, oh, Epstein didn't do it. Epstein didn't do it. I mean, it's just it's so annoying. He's trending over and over again. I'm trying to restore my last name. In the '50s, we had a great baseball player. My older listeners know Mike Epstein, famous baseball player. Now we've got Jeffrey Epstein ruining a once legendary last name. It is my goal. To restore my family name. I'm the last of us, too. I'm the last of the Epstein in my lineage. My sister, Arielle, will eventually get married, change her name. I have no other siblings. My dad's brother had only girls who got married, changed their last name. My aunt's kids have her last name. My dad's dad's siblings are girls who now have different last names. I'm the last of the Epstein tree. 
That's and I've got to revive this damn name if it's the last thing I do. You know what I'm claiming to do right now? I'm going to make Epstein great again. Mega. I'm going to make Epstein great once again. Because Jet 3 Epstein's old flight Mega. logs are showing up again. Trips by all these former presidents. And I'm like, allegedly. we've already known this stuff. Allegedly this, allegedly, allegedly that. This. It's Why couldn't he just be a good villain and release the names before he died? Right? That's what we all wanted because every few months now, another list is going to come out. And you got Aaron Rodgers bringing it up. And he's talking smack about Jimmy Kimmel. And then Jimmy Kimmel's firing back. And you know who's in the middle of this? You. Adam Epstein. <laughs> Adam Epstein in the middle of Jeffrey Epstein's nonsense. And what was his wife? His what? Maxwell? Gislaine. G G G yeah. Gis Giz Gislaine? I, don't, well, I definitely wow. don't think you pronounced it right there. I think it's Jazane or something. But... Anyway, she sucks too. The whole family sucks, and they're ruining my last she name. Died. He already died. He literally. What do we need? You know, what do we? How can we stop him from trending again? Because even if the list comes out, there's going to be arguments for years with people saying, "Oh, I shouldn't have been on the list in the first place." He's a liar. What you, do we do to solve this? You might have to change your last name. When I'm you not going to do that. I'm going to make it <laughs> great again. I'm going to make Epstein great once again. It used to be a great name. It really was. This this is like an insurmountable challenge. It is. Right? Like this is like one of the most famous like political national names. Oh, I know. I mean, imagine if your last name was Sandusky, right? I don't you, know. You'd never bounce you'd never rebound from that. I mean, it's just it, it's so bad. I you maybe I just I slightly adjust it. Einstein. I could go by the Bagel Bro. I could be the Bagel Bro, right? I mean, it's just because the the sex trafficking charges are just they're so bad. Yeah. Right? It's like the it's wor the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. On right? such a huge level with so many big time uh, big names. names. Right. And that's what's so frustrating. And that's why it always trends is because another famous name gets thrown out there. They're like, oh, why is it trending? He was on Epstein's list. Yeah. You, a picture gets revealed of them hanging out right. with someone. Right. Everyone's talking about it again. I know. I know. I know. You're not going to find any pictures of me. With a Jeffrey Epstein, unless it's just my uncle. <laughs> and you know what the worst part is? He kind of looks like him, I too. So they both have gray uncle. hair and, and uh, you know, bushy eyebrows. It's so bad. Yeah, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell is, is her name. Yeah. yeah, I knew I could spell it. I yeah. couldn't say it. Yeah. Well, you could say Epstein. Everybody can. <laughs> it's, the, it's their favorite thing to say. I mean, literally, you Google Epstein right now, there's a hundred stories about documents and, uh, and the court cases. And, uh, you know, documents being unsealed. They're, it's literally the biggest trending topic in America right now over the last 17 it's hours. It's really lucky that you're AWOD. Yeah, I know. Or maybe, you know, maybe we would have gotten a lot of a lot of podcast traffic if they saw it, if they just Googled yeah, Epstein. Yeah, should we release this podcast? Uh, you know, this segment is Epstein didn't do it, you know. Because <laughs> I'll really, tell you, Adam really Epstein didn't do it. I've never done anything wrong. <laughs> I'm a good person. I'm, I'm a good egg, all right? Can't crack me. But my goodness. Powerful men are named in court records tied to Jeffrey Epstein. And you know what's another thing? There's no way he actually went by Jeffrey. That name sucks. You think he, he was, was a probably Jeff? he was a Jeff. He was a Jeff. He was definitely a Jeff. Or maybe he was a J E. I don't know. I don't think that he sounds was a bad. J -E. Yeah. But it's all about the list. And then now Jimmy Kimmel's upset. He's slamming Aaron Rodgers, and the headline includes the last name Epstein. It's trending again. Here we are, once again. It's just all over the place. I can't, I literally I can't get away from it. I'm dying to get away from this this last name that I love. I'm trying to make it great again. And I can't. I don't, I don't know if it's possible. I can't imagine what you're going through. Oh yeah, because everyone's got a Epstein joke, 
right? I, uh, yeah, Everyone's got an Epstein got joke. It's their favorite thing to joke about. Oh, man. The Krusty Krab was at Epstein's Island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got an Epstein joke. They're so stupid. My goodness. And then, but, like, literally, Stubb, I'm never getting out of this. No, you're not. Because he already died. This is like he already went to jail. I mean, there, people are going to lie, and they're going to say, ooh, there's a new list revealed. It's going to be 2035, yeah. and we're going to still be talking about the Epstein list. This is one list. of those events that, that last decades. Right. It's and, just, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. The, we should have changed his last name, you know, for, to yeah. criminal. Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey criminal. criminal. Yeah. Jeffrey No-No. I mean, what are, what are we doing here just throwing around the last name Epstein like that? It's it's really unfair. It's really it, unfair. It's, it, it is. It is unfair. And I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Thank you. You make that that apology made me feel <laughs> I'm, slightly I'm happy. better. I've never I've never quipped you with one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that I've never never even thought about it. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, it, it didn't. The connection didn't cross my mind. Yeah. But I guess everyone at a bar just first name to get you. AWOD, last name Radio. <laughs> that's that's all I am. That's all I am. All right. If you got any ideas, how can I get past this? I mean, it's just everywhere I look now. I see my last name with negativity. Call in 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. You can always tweet us your thoughts at AWOD Radio, or at 910 The Fan. If it's a good tweet, we will read it on air. We've got the pizza light on air uh, on and lit up here in studio because Josh from JC on the Mic uh, made us some pizza at home, and he wants us to judge it here for a little impromptu dude food on the fan. Dude! Food! We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude! Food! All right, JC on the mic here. Hello. Producer of Michael Phillips' show, MP on the mic. That's right. Uh, are you sure that you're okay with me judging this pizza? I, you know, I was on the fence yeah. when I was down there heating it up in, in the old toaster oven. Oh, you did heat it in the toaster. They have a toaster there oven go. down there. There it's we go. There we go. That's a good nice. sign. This is a good sign. It's a good, good sign. It's pretty nice. Because I'll tell you, I am a bit of a pizza Nazi. Like, mm. I will destroy it if it's bad. I you That's might fine. go at You might leave this studio crying. Oh, no. You're okay with this? My feelings won't be hurt. All right, so I cannot hurt your feelings by destroying your pizza. The The sauce is not my recipe. I simply constructed it. All right, so did you make your... So you made this pizza at home. Did you weigh the dough? No. Really? No. That's an a, issue. That's I, I just yeah. lost a point right there because my buddy Matt weighs his own dough, and uh, he was t- showing me the whole process last weekend of how you you, you got to make it the exact same uh, size, you got to add mm-hmm. the right ingredient. Like he measures it all out. You chose to what eyeball it? Well, it's how that it's how the restaurant does it, uh-huh. or rather, uh, assisted living facility that okay. I cook at. Oh, you uh, they okay. have pre-made dough, so just to save time. Did I you put um, a piece of wood in the oven? Did you like to wood fire it? Yes. Oh, you did. We do wood fire. The okay, pizza, so, so wood fire. Cool. So what would you call this this pizza here? Uh, it's a pan pizza. I would call pan it a uh, a pan uh, pepperoni and fresh mozz. Uh, uh, there's also, definitely 
giant moths. Like that, it looks a lot Italian. It looks Italian say, style. It's a good, is, that's a good fold over there. That's a good fold say, over. They would say Sicilian, yeah. like a Sicilian style. So let's let's dig in here. What do you guys think? You know, solid first bite. Tastes better than DiGiorno. I'll give them that. Better, better than, than Caesar's. Better than Little Caesar's. Yeah, I mean, like this is some. This is a strong crust. The sauce. I think it could be saucier. Good. Good amount of cheese. Pretty good amount of cheese. One bite. That's Dave Portnoy's rule. A <laughs> one's rule is every bite needs a dip. Do we have anything to dip with? You're a pizza dipper. I am a pizza dipper. Ranch? Where's the garlic sauce? No, Your I need gar- the garlic okay. sauce. Mm, that's I'm a, a, hey, you didn't bring in really. garlic sauce. Uh, stub. Give him a dong for that. Knock eh, him down. A I'll point. take it. I mean, come on now. You, yeah, you, I'll gar- take no it. garlic That's sauce? Fair. Extra marinara to dip in, right? I, I, this, this I don't be typically dip. Really? And every maybe, bite needs a dip. That's yeah, my Every bite needs a dip? Mm-hmm. I don't typically dip either. Like, if I do pizza or not Pizza Hut, what's the. Uh, Papa John's, the Papa one that Jay. has the, the banging garlic sauce, right? Like, yeah. Papa John's my favorite garlic oh, sauce. Oh, it is the best garlic sauce. Well, I will you know dip what? that. I was getting ready to destroy this pizza. It's actually, it's decent pizza. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I now, love this pizza. He was geared I think it, up I think, to... it, I think it could be hotter. Yeah, um, I could have let it sit for longer. It's got a good amount of cheese. It, I think it could be meatier, right? Okay. Like maybe an extra pepperoni slice or two. Maybe okay. thicker pepperonis, right? Don't you love like a, a thick pepperoni? Oh, yeah. Right? Like a like decent. I don't want it to be too big, like a giant circle. Mm-hmm. Where it takes, But like good size, but like. Dense, you know what I mean, like yeah. a thickness to it. I'm yeah. pretty really satisfied. Really, I don't know what I would change about this pizza. Well, but you're always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's your thing. Yeah. Right. You could eat through this table. Stub is enchanted by the pizza. That. I mean, I am. Buddy. I am liking it. I'm. I really wanted to hate this pizza, but <laughs> he can't. It's decent. He right? can't he gave hate us it. plates. We got napkins. I mean, this is good pizza. Plate. Yeah, we didn't have to eat it off a of flip flop. We got these uh, fun little fiesta plates. They got um, maracas and peppers on them. I will say, I think you could have added something to the crust, maybe a little butter or garlic. Okay. Give it an extra taste. Brush you know? it with a little. Brush it with something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. treat your pizza like your baby. That you was know? really yeah. good cheese. It was that good was, cheese. That was a standout for me. Was the, the cheese, cheese was on there. the best part, for cheese sure. Cheese fantastic, because you've yeah. got the shredded mozz as well as the, the Yeah, big how did you do that? Did you, did you cut the chunk fresh? So the way it's done is you get a bunch of... Uh, cheese curd. Yeah. You get some boiling water. And you get some cold water, and it's a combination of adding the boiling water to the cheese curds, Whoa. and then separating those into balls. You You're a bit of a scientist right now. Hey, food food is science. <laughs> wow. Well, you, you guys got to pay attention. Isn't that the word? Gastronomy. Yeah. Exactly. Gastronomy. Right, I'm gonna be honest with you, Stub. Yeah. All right. That's honest like a time. That's like a 75 out of 100. Hey. That's- I I put 82. Nice. Really? That hits a higher yeah. mark than I thought it would. I mean, honestly, like I really wanted to crush this pizza. I just wanted to you know, <laughs> make fun of JC. Drag me over the yeah. coals. I mean, but I, all right. So here's the negatives. It wasn't it wasn't piping hot. Like I have a rule. I like it. Hot. I like to burn my tongue. Okay. Right? I like to put but my I, taste buds even into on, the oven. That's not even on him. No, it's no, no. It's his fault. Okay. Yeah. It's his fault. We, we have access to an oven. He's got. Uh, he we can nuke it up with a, with a. He's got a toaster oven. That's a different thing. And a microwave. All right. That so thing takes forever to I heat think it could have been hotter. 
could have been saucier. You kind of slept on the sauce. sauce. Like, wh- mm. what were you I thinking will, there? You were just sauce. wanting to make dry bread? I think it just dried out overnight. Is what oh, is that oh, what you're okay. blaming? He's blaming overnight. No, what I, would blaming say, I would say. Next <laughs> time, I want you to wake <laughs> up at 5 a.m. and make us some pizza. Yeah, right? I could have used more tomato sauce. I yeah, think that, that would be my oh, only yeah. complaint. Okay. Of the, right. uh, a little saucier. Yeah, could have been saucier. Um, I think Note you, you kind of slept on the amount of pepperonis you put on here. I mean, you got to know your audience. I disagree. I like meat. I think that that was a correct pepperoni ratio good okay. distribution um of pep. yeah and then and then i really think the crust was missing something like it just kind of I, felt I like i was so you know eating french bread on the yeah. crust right it's kind of how that exactly that's yeah. kind of how they do it is like minimal well because it's like a whole nutrition program for the residents i'm, I'm, gonna, where I I'm gonna take points away from him because he keeps saying this is how they do it <laughs> well how does jc do it right how do that's you do point. it that's a good because point. You, you didn't make it saucy enough there's not enough pepperoni and I, I actually you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna say this now there's never too much cheese. It could have been cheesier, too. No, 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 no. Oh, it could have been cheesier. No, 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 no. That cheese was good. No, no, no. They're, 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 it could have been too cheesy, and more cheese would have made it too cheesy. So it could have been saucier. I think it could have been more pepperoni. Okay. It should have been hot. I mean, that's a mistake on you. All right? That's a mistake on you. Points um, off. I think you could have done something to coat the crust a little bit here. Yeah. I will say, though, like, decent... Um, Oh decent my God. fold. Like a decent fold with I, this I, pizza. I found mine to be a bit too stiff to fold. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that was just a... a yeah, maybe I think, the, maybe I think the your position, hands aren't strong enough. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> position in the oven. Yeah. Maybe it, it affected yours was more foldable than mine. All right. Well, we do need to decide who gets the last slice. Well, I mean... We do have a special guest who just walked guest. in here. Do <laughs> you think a... he wants to help? Look, anytime the light is on in studio here, the pizza light, you know the pizza's banging. So Michael Phillips is back here. I, I'm sure he just did three different radio shows and, <laughs> and wrote back. a few articles for the Washington Times. Yep. Subscribe today. Follow him on social media, Michael P in RVA. So JC made this at home. Now here's I'll before no, you made take, it at work. All right, let made me it at work. let me let me lead the witness <laughs> a little bit. All right. I thought it wasn't saucy enough. I think it needs more pepperonis. I think it should have been piping hot. That's on you, JC. Take the blame. I'll take it. Um, and I also think. Really, <laughs> the crust is a, just a little bland. Are you going to give it a bland. shot, MP? Right. Because I walked can past the studio and he said he wasn't hungry. Can, can I call out what you do? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. He works at the old people's home. Oh, yeah. I've heard of this. He, he mentioned Wait, that. Yeah. They don't want flavor in their pizza. Yeah, I, I know. No. The old people don't want flavor. Bah that's humbug. A, yeah, that's, a, that's, a that's on him. You might need all to right. cook at a new location. Um, <laughs> all right, so... You've got a chewy crust here, but but certainly not what you'd look for in crust. This is this is how people from Kansas eat their pizza. Uh, <laughs> he just, no, I, I'm, he just I, I'm inspecting. I'm, I'm getting the the half view here, so I can look clearly okay. undersauced. I think we all clearly see that. undersauced. Yeah. Um, you, you don't believe in the <laughs> sauce, man. Attacked. The sauce is everything. Um, I do like the big chunk of mozzarella. My yeah. they, what that they call that the uh, the margarita pizza. Yes. Yeah, I don't love that. Some bites have a lot of mozzarella, and some bites don't. Yeah. Call me a traditionalist. Give me the Pizza Hut style shredded cheese. It's an even distribution well, across well, the board. Well, there is shredded cheese under that big mozz. All right, Michael is just taking a bite. Okay. Every bite needs a dip. It's the rule on AWOD Radio. We don't have anything to dip in. That's also minus a point stub. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't get garlic after. sauce. Were you like a ranch or garlic? Or, or, or an extra marinara or something like that. Yeah. No I like it saucy. Apparently, JC is anti sauce. <laughs> Anti sauce. I don't. I, if, if it's just like a cheese, you can sauce it. But there's a lot going on, and I, I can forgive a sauce. This. I, I think there's producer like working together here. Um, Stubbs got my bag. Yeah. Th- this is this is an average pizza. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I uh, gave it a 75. Do you give it that's a, a, that's a That's right? a C. Would that pass your class? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 75 is a C. He's yeah. a passing grade. I'd get you on to the next class. It's like high no school question. all over again. Um, <laughs> I'm barely scraping by. <laughs> yeah. And I, also, the pepperoni's I, not I, thick enough for me. Oh, I like a crispier pepperoni. Yes, oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Oh. Crisp, yeah. Crispy, crunchy. I think, you know what? Okay. I think you took it out of the oven too early. I definitely did, because I was like, 115's getting close here. <laughs> <laughs> he took it out of the oven too quick, but also the, the crust is overcooked somehow. Yeah. I'm yeah, not trying to that happened. It's because no, it's a I, pre-made crust. Look, I keep, uh, I keep defending myself. I'm just going to take the L on this one. No, no, you weren't out there spinning pizza. it on a hand. It's not a loss yeah, or a win. I'm it's not a out tie. Here doing that. You brought in pizza for the group. Yeah. So, so you, you can't lose. Yeah. Uh, sure, you also killed a segment. You know, I mean, that's yeah. we, we love you for that. You can't yeah. lose. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it it's it's chewy, which is not a bad thing, mm-hmm. but we're we're missing that zazz. And yeah. I now I think if you go to the old folks' home, they'd be like, Jason, he's my man. <laughs> oh, like yeah. he makes it like they made it in the trenches back in Normandy. They, you know, have, they might have struggled to get <laughs> yeah, to that crust. This pizza is probably really good with chicken noodle soup. You know, it yes. probably matches. Somebody really well somebody that. lost their dentures on that. Yeah. Yeah. I make them a house salad, and they're over yeah. the middle. Now <laughs> I am noticing a bit of greenery on the top here. Was that was that you? Was that, that custom? That was me. I, uh, a little oregano. Chiffonaded. That's a that's a big term for you. Chiffonaded some basil. How do you chiffonade? Uh, you roll basil leaves into yeah. kind of kind of like a, a into cylindrical a, into, fashion. Into a blunt. Yeah, a little, <laughs> okay. a little okay. basil Chiffonade? blunt. Yeah. Chiffonade. Chiffonade. Yeah. yeah, I know. Professor Phillips, is that a real word? Is he just making things up? I've taken some chiffonades after eating pizza <laughs> in my day. <bag. laughs> Take a big old shift and not sometimes. All right, so you what? Then you cut. What is that? Is that basil? Yeah. So you roll it up into a little, uh, a little, ba- a little basil jay, I guess. We're going that direction <laughs> with it, and then you slice it very thinly, and yeah. it comes out into ribbons. Yeah. Just I I, I don't like the distrib- the distribution on it though. Like there's. That's one green lo- spot there, and then the rest is kind of every kind of bite. Blank. Every yeah. bite is its own adventure. That, you know, that's what that's, I want to see. That's my his pizza. pizza yeah. yeah, I like every bite to be consistent. No, no, no. The, I want. I want to get taken on a journey. Cheese. The two styles of cheese are weirding me out here. Yeah, you don't yeah. like the two different cheeses. No, okay? you got to pick, okay. pick a cheese lane and ride it. I think I was being harsh. Michael Phelps is being even harder. Yeah, that's his producer. See, he can be hard. He can be more scrutinous about me. If you bring free pizza to me, I will eat it and appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. This is not a loss. No, no. I'll but it's not a win. It's like no, it's a win. It's like the commanders against the Cowboys. A loss is a win. A loss is a win. I mean, this ain't a Dak Prescott pizza right here. This no. is uh, this what is, is week Sam Howell. Pizza. Sam Howell. I'm gonna say this is <laughs> week two of the Survivor Pool. Yeah. You're just trying to advance. So I'm in on 75 as my rating. I like 75 as a grade. I think that's yeah. a very fair grade for I this like pizza. That. Still an 82 for me. Wow, you're giving this. <laughs> Logan Thomas ratings. Like the last, the last couple together. pizzas I've had have been uh, frozen DiGiorno's. This is a step up. My really? scale might have been tipped like low. Like I might have lower expectations See, yeah. for pizza in general at the I moment. Think, I think. All right. So here's how we really decide. All right. JC opens up his own stand. JC on the pot. All right. JC okay. on the on the za. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about I like the chiffonade. <laughs> yeah. um, like JC on, on the on the za. How much would you pay for this pizza? How much would I pay for this pizza? Yeah. Um, wait, it, so is whole it, box or a slice? The, you can tell me. This well, was the, big I, am I assuming that the slice is like normal slice? Because this was a small pizza. That was a, sl- it was it was, a personal yeah, pizza. Yeah, you know for what? Sure. That's also that's also another negative. No, on no, you, no, another no, thing. No, no. It was kind of a small za. Like it hey, didn't this fill is what me I up. Could, this is what I'm I could take hungry. home for free. This would have been a personal pan. Yeah, yeah. This feeds one. Getting okay, so it's a personal pizza. Paying for the whole thing. 
And you're probably going to tip, too. You eight, know, because you want to support JC. $8. $8 minus tip or? six fifty for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm eight. like, honestly, like I'd four bucks. A $5 pizza. Yeah, me. it's a little less than five for me. Well, I, it's better quality. I don't got five Caesar's on it. Five. I got about 420 on it. Little Caesars <laughs> offers a five, so you got to rank it kind of above or below the Little and, Caesars. Yeah, five. that's what I was just sure. saying. And I, would I do think it's better than Little Caesars. This is better than a hot and ready. Yeah. I will, maybe, I will may, okay, maybe that's that. the problem, though, JC. It was not hot and ready. It was not, it was hot, not and hot and ready. ready. And it, okay, it's starting well, to Caesar's really upset me now. Little never ready. You know? <laughs> little Caesars may be hot, not ready. I would have rather <laughs> eaten this cold pizza than medium. It's like it's lukewarm pizza. You would have rather it well, cold? Well, that's a, that's a you thing. I don't. He, he, he thinks I'm being hard? What's I going on here? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I really want you to rethink how you slice your pepperonis. They're just they're too skinny. Oh, they're too skinny. Put some meat on those peps. They're pre-sliced. Hate to disappoint you, but pre-sliced. Pre-sliced? pre-sliced you're, go back to the store, buy no. thicker peps. Here's what I know. <laughs> At JC's Pizza Joint, he's going to be shifting on all sorts of stuff. It's not going to look like this. He worked with what he had. This was like a chopped style. We gave you these ingredients. Yeah. JC's spot, he, he's going to be shifting on all over the place. And I, I definitely so. would have made my own dough and let it proof for a day because that's the best way yeah. to do it. Let Come me on. Let me give you some advice, JC. Next <laughs> time bring more pizza right because <laughs> that would i would have given you a better rating if i was filled up that was just a tease that was just a tease well, that, teased them now i have to wait another hour and a half before i can go eat lunch <laughs> you know i'm cheesed to have any food in this studio. yeah i know At any you are point, i'm i'm going to be up on that next segment we'll break down his banana bread i'm just <laughs> oh, kidding no don't come after my i'm adam epstein bread. you're listening to awad radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 1fm Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball, Hokies football, UVA talk with who's talking on Monday's nights, and the home for the Washington Commanders. And the NFL season will wrap up their regular season this weekend. College football will wrap up bowl season on Monday night with the championship game featuring number one Michigan against number two Washington. And joining us right now to talk a little college football on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is national college football writer for CBS Sports, Shihan Jayaraja. What's going on, Shihan? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's just start with the obvious question. You know, I haven't talked to you in a while. What did you think of the committee leaving FSU out? Yeah, I certainly wasn't happy about it. Uh, I don't think it was the right decision, and I think it sets a pretty poor precedent for the sport, unfortunately. I mean, the reality is, right, I mean, if we're going to sit here and kind of say, essentially based off perception, that a team that went 13-0, and that uh, beat a common opponent by many more points than Alabama did, that all of that just doesn't matter because a player guy hurts. And, I, I mean, I just don't know what kind of precedent that sets. I mean, should we have left – Michigan out of the field because Zach Vinter got hurt, their star offensive guard, and they had a bad showing against Iowa. It's just, to me, it was the wrong decision to just erase an entire season's worth of identity because of one ankle. And uh, I, I think it's wrong. I'm glad that we're going to be moving towards 12 instead next year. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird you know situation because, like you said, they lose their quarterback. Everyone thinks, oh, they have to put an SEC team in there because you know ESPN's got that SEC money. Uh, I, I will say I didn't have a problem with it. Because, you know, I covered the ACC, covering UVA and Virginia Tech. I didn't think the ACC was that strong this year. I mean, Clemson had a really down year in my mind. And also, I believed 
that with the four teams that they committee the, the committee selected, we would get two really good, entertaining football games, and that's exactly what we got, man. Well, I think the question is this, right? Are we trying to create a made-for-TV product, or are we trying to make a college football playoff? Because the reality is, if we want the best ratings, like we should just put the Lakers and the Celtics in the finals every year and not <laughs> worry about what ends up happening. We should just say, oh, Yankees and Red Sox, you know, we're going to put you on opposite sides, and, and you guys are going to play for the World Series every single year. I mean, I'm down here in Texas, right? People were very upset that the Rangers made it, because guess what? We don't care about the Rangers. But what's the point? of playing sports if we're just creating a made-for-TV product. And, and by the way, I mean, I, I do think that one factor in this is that I went to Baylor, you know, a school that very much is a have-not. And I think for me, you know, I have a certain level of sort of kinship with everybody, right? I mean, I, I think it's great for the sport when a team like Washington has an opportunity to prove itself and prove that they belong on the stage. And, and I think a lot of people thought that we were going to get Texas versus Alabama in the title game because those are the, the names and brands that maybe we expect. So I, I think that it's about what happens on the field more than anything else. And again, once we start going down the, the sort of slippery slope of saying, well, the only thing that matters is we have to create the best television product possible, then it says... If you're one of 115 teams in the country, you don't actually matter to us. Right, right. But hopefully we won't have that issue again because next year they'll move to 12 teams. So the championship game will be Monday night, January 8th uh, on ESPN with Washington against Michigan. Both teams 14-0 undefeated. Line is Michigan minus 4.5 here. Uh, A couple quick questions, Shihan. Can you confirm the kickoff time for us? Because I had heard that people were complaining last year and that they moved it up. Yeah, so what we're looking at right now is a 7.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time kickoff. So it is a little bit earlier than it's been in years past where we're starting at 8.30 and it's getting way into the night by the time it's over. How do you feel like this game's going to play out? I mean, I, I, I'm pretty confident in Michigan's ability to win this game. I, I also do think it's going to be lower scoring than you know Washington-Texas uh, was. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I think that what kind of game we're going to get is going to be defined very early. And Washington, of course, I mean, this is one of the greatest pass offenses we've ever seen. I think that we should talk about this pass offense, not the whole team, but this pass offense, the way that we talk about 2019 LSU and Joe Burrow and Mm. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I think it's that level. And so because of that, I think that what Michigan's going to try to do is they're going to try to hang on to the ball for dear life, try to move methodically down the field, try to, you know, eat up 40% of the, or 40 minutes of possession over the course of the game and give Michael Penix Jr. as few opportunities as possible to, to go downfield and try to win. I mean, the Washington defense, I think, has been an underrated unit this year, but where they're weakest is up the middle. I mean, they are very good on the edges. They're great against the pass. Uh, you know, they've got a great edge rusher in Braylon Trice. Uh, you know, they've got a gr- good linebacker in Edifuan Olafosia who's kind of able to come off the edge as well. But if you go right up the middle on that team, I, I don't necessarily know that they're an elite unit at stopping that. So I expect... Michigan to almost play a style of game that might be more akin to like an army or like a Navy where they're just trying to grind it out on you. I do think that part of that though is going to be, okay, do they have anybody other than Blake Corm who's going to be able to do it? I mean, they can't, they can't pound the ball 40 times with Blake Corm. I just don't think that he's necessarily going to hold up in that case. They need Donovan Edwards to be a factor in this game as well. I think to be able to run the strategy that they want to run 
And the other part of this, too, is that they used a lot of misdirection against Alabama in order to confuse that secondary. I don't think that's going to be quite as effective against a really well-coached Washington team. So it's going to be a great chess match. I think that, you know, for me, when you talk about the dynamic potential of Washington's passing offense, I mean, if they jump out, let's say, to a 14-3 to lead halfway through the first quarter, then I think the Michigan game plan kind of has to get thrown out. So starting fast is going to be very important for Washington. Obviously, you never want to overstate. If I won the toss, I would consider taking the ball because I think that starting fast is potentially that important for Washington. But it's going to be a great game. I think one of the better title games we've seen in a while. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in my, in my uh, Michigan pick, Sheehan, and that's just because I think their defensive line is going to be dominant. I mean, they had six sacks against Alabama. And look, I, I think Penix is really good when he's scrambling and running for his life and keeping his eyes downfield. But if he has a bad turnover, like a, a tipped interception, a tip ball gets picked off, or, or maybe it's just a sack fumble, uh, that could lead to Washington getting defeated. And I, I kind of even think Michigan could win this game by double digits. Uh, but what is your QB evaluation for Michael Penix going to the NFL? It's a good question. So one thing that I think people need to keep an eye on just in terms of his NFL prognostication is he does have an injury history. He's torn both ACLs in his legs. He's had shoulder injuries as well. Over the last two years at Washington, he stayed relatively healthy, but he felt like he was a little banged up maybe in the month of November this year and had an opportunity, by the way, to get healthy and you see what happens, of course, against Texas. But I do think that's going to be something that limits his stock from being like the top five range, potentially. I expect him to be maybe in the 10 to 20 range. And I actually think that'll be a really good thing for him. I would hope that he's able to add a little bit more bulk to his frame. He's a very skinny kid. I think that if he's able to maybe add 10 pounds of muscle, that'll help him protect himself just a little better at the NFL level. Uh, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, he's an older quarterback. He, you know, is two years older than Drake May and Caleb Williams at this point. He's a fifth-year guy. Uh, and so, you know, look, it, I think that is going to be something that factors in when you're evaluating where he is developmentally compared to those other two guys. So I, I think that he has a very legitimate case to be QB3 in this draft. Uh, some team might fall in love with him. That's, that's the reality. And I think that they would be very right to do it after what you've seen him do the last couple of weeks. But uh, I do think that he's going to be somebody who maybe, you know, gets drafted more in the mid-first round, maybe to a team, I, I mean, you know, just to throw one out there, right? Like a team like Pittsburgh, who maybe could just use mm. a little bit of upside at that position. And, you know, if it misses, it's not the end of the world necessarily. But if it hits, I mean, that could be a, a franchise-changing, you know, relatively speaking to the freaking Steelers, a decision. Shehan Jayaraja with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, national college football writer for CBS Sports. Uh, Paul Feinbaum made headlines I believe he said Harbaugh will leave Michigan Monday night after the game. Do you believe he's out? I certainly wouldn't make a prediction as strong as that, but a lot of things seem to be moving in that direction. I mean, the reality is Michigan hired Jim Harbaugh, and Jim Harbaugh came to Michigan with one goal, and that's to win a national championship. And if he accomplishes that goal, I would not be surprised to see him say, all right, I did the thing. It's time to go accomplish my next goal, which is trying to win the Super Bowl. He's mm. talked before about the fact that he thinks that the Super Bowl is the ultimate prize in all of football. And I do think that uh, ultimately, you know, that could be something that's just attractive to him if the right opportunity comes about. Now, at the same time, it'll be interesting to see what kind of interest exactly there is from the NFL. Like, 
you know, how many, uh, there's only a handful of teams that have openings right now today. Mm-hmm. You know, this could potentially be something that lasts two or three more weeks after this, after, you know, we get to Monday in the NFL. But I, I definitely wouldn't think that he's going to leave Monday night necessarily. Yeah. But I also think he very much uh, will be entertaining those conversations and probably doubly so if he does bring, by the way, a, a first outright championship to Michigan since 1948. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable what he's done. And I, I, it's interesting, you kind of, uh, we're opposite sides here. I kind of believe uh, that if he loses, there's a chance that he leaves. You're kind of saying hey, if he wins, he leaves. I feel like if he wins, he's going to feel like, hey, I could have a dynasty here. I just took down Nick Saban. Why can't I be the next uh, Nick Saban dominating college football? Uh, last thing I want to ask you here. I have put my career on the line as an NFL quarterback evaluator with this statement. Caleb Williams would be a pro bowler within five years. Do you agree or disagree? I think that there's a lot to like. I mean, a lot, lot to like. Obviously, we saw during his Heisman season, I mean, he just has unbelievable, uh, you know, arm strength, the way he's able to use angles to his advantage. It's, it's a special thing. I mean, we can't use the word in QB evaluation, Patrick Mahomes, but, like, that's, that's what the comparison is in terms of what he can do as an off-schedule passer. I will say, though, at the same time, I think that where he ends up will be very important. I would like to see him end up in a position that maybe has a little bit of structure, that knows how to develop quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, you know, because I do think that there are some things, especially as he gets to the NFL level, that will need to be coached out of him. I mean, he had the mm-hmm. highest fumble rate for a Power 5 quarterback in college football this year because he was always running for his life, but sometimes you need to not run for your life. Sometimes you need to stand back there and deliver or you know, take the negative play or, you know, just or throw the ball away. And so I think that there are some things that need to be coached out of him for him to reach his potential. Now, if you said within five years as a, as a pro bowl type player, I think that that is absolutely in the cards. I'd probably put it as more likely than not to happen, but I do think that situation will matter for him. There we go. Stubb, I can, I don't need to dust off my resume. I can keep my job. <laughs> he believes in me. All right. Thanks so much, Shiana. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, NFL Week 18, the final game of the regular season this weekend. And the Washington Commanders are facing off against their arch rival, the Dallas Cowboys. And the question of the day is, are you okay with rooting for the Dallas Cowboys to win this weekend? 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. That's the question of the day here on the Richmond Commander. 833-804-0910. Call in right now. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. So normally, I would never root for the Dallas Cowboys, right? I mean, I hate the Cowboys so much. My my order of hatred in the NFC East is Cowboys 1. They're 1, 2, 3, and 4, right? I, I hate them so much more than any other team. Then I'd put the Eagles next. And then the Giants after that. I don't have that much hate uh, for the New York Giants. I am jealous that they do have two Super Bowl wins in my lifetime, thanks to Eli Manning. But 
I really don't have a problem, Stub, with rooting for the Cowboys this weekend because I've been hoping and praying that we would see the end of the Rivera era, and all the reports are that he'll be fired Monday morning. I, I did hear from Michael Phillips, I think, Ron Rivera's birthday is on Sunday, so no matter how bad the team plays against the Cowboys on Sunday, they're going to be nice to him and keep him in charge for one more day. And then I think by 10 a.m. on Monday, you're going to he- uh, hear reports that Ron Rivera's out of a job. I, I would I would buy that. Yeah, Surely not on his birthday. Do you have any problem with rooting for the Dallas Cowboys in Week 18? No. Yeah. Because them winning is us winning yeah. in the long term. Yeah. That's, just, that's how you got to see that's it. That's how you have to look at it. The, the thing is, is... That's tough for some football fans to do, right? Because at the same point, right, if you're also if you're a Commanders fan and you're a Sam Howell guy, you might be rooting for the team to win and not get the number two overall pick because at that point probably it's Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. So you kind of have to decide. And also, it comes down to, hey, every single year, what do I do on Sundays? I watch my football team. Yeah. I want to watch my football team win games no matter if we're eliminated from the playoffs or not. So part of me in the back of my mind will be thinking, I want us to look good, right? right. I want us yeah. to score 80 points. I, I don't have quite the like lifelong ingrained hatred of the Cowboys, yeah. which I think would be... But your dad does. My mom does. Your mom <laughs> My does. mom is more of a... Uh, okay. But, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I just... It's tough for Commanders fans, but I do think we have to kind of look in the mirror and say, we're defeated, right? We're already defeated. Yeah. We can take one more ass whooping. That's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Things will get better if we do. Because if that's we win, the thing. It's, this... It's, it's, it's this a week of happiness versus a season. Right, because this should be the final game of the Rivera era, and it could be the final game for a few Washington commanders. Our friends at Rigo Rag, Rigo's Rag put together a list of six commanders who could be playing their last game for the Burgundy goal. The first guy they point to is Sadiq Charles, the commander's offensive lineman. Just hasn't met expectations this season and uh, he's been featured in 594 snaps, and he was a former fourth-round selection. He's conceded three sacks, given up even more penalties, and he's just not been the guy that they thought he was going to be when they drafted him out of LSU. And we were talking about this yesterday uh, with a few reporters. Like, Sadiq Charles, when he was drafted, was supposed to be a star for the Commanders, and he has just has not even been close to that. Uh, number two they point to on the list is Cody Barton. I'm not sure that this is going to be the final game for Cody Barton. Now, they do write that the commanders opted to let Cole Holcomb walk in free agency. He's been really good for the Steelers, and they picked up Cody Barton, uh, was coming off of an, uh, uh, the best campaign of his career with the Seattle Seahawks. Barton did get hurt in the middle of this season, and um, that's the reason I'm going to say Cody Barton will stay on the roster is because Cody Barton was not good. David Mayo was Horrible. He was terrible when he replaced Cody Barton. And then they've got Kaliki Hudson, uh, who made some plays at times, but he's just not consistent enough in the passing game. And then Jamin Davis, who's just like a roller coaster. He's all over the place. Uh, he was their big investment in the first round, and he hasn't lived up to expectations. And oh, yeah, recency bias. Cody Barton had an interception last game. I think he stays on the roster. Rigorous Rag points to the commander's offense coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. They say this is a little more debatable than others, but the scenario of Eric Bieniemy lasting just one season with the Washington Commanders cannot be overlooked. Stubb, what do you think? Does the high-profile arrival of Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator and two-time Super Bowl champion Eric Bieniemy just last, last one season? Or does he play out another year here in Washington as the O.C.? I don't know. I feel like he's gotten nothing but hate from the fans. And yeah. it seems like 
at one point the players as well. Yeah. So I I would understand if he didn't even want to stay. Yeah. You know, I I I'd be surprised if he did. I I think I, a lot I, of people want him. I here. want him here, but you heard from Craig Hoffman, right? I mean, he doesn't believe there's any scenario in which Eric Bieniemy sticks around as the offense coordinator and works with a young quarterback, which. I can understand what he's saying there because I did feel like at times the enemy was trying to turn Sam Howell into Patrick Mahomes. It was like, dude, he, he can't do those kind of things. He can't do Mahomes magic. Uh, but I've been happy with the offense. I I really think if the defense wasn't like last in the NFL, we'd probably have three or four more wins. It's the defense that's been the biggest yeah. issue. Our, our secondary and our O-line have done so much to us yeah. that it's like I don't even know how good our team would have been. Yeah, uh, We got a good tweet. Okay. Uh, from our from our uh, tweet out uh, from Justin from Richmond who says, "Show me a team that tanks, and I'll show you a team with no winning culture. Show me a team with a winning culture, and I'll show you a team and fan base that find it insulting to even suggest tanking." So he's all in on beating. the Yeah, Cowboys. he's all in on beating the Cowboys is what I'd imagine from that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, well, you can try to win and still lose, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I right? I mean, look here. Here's what I hope. Here's what I hope is that Josh Harris is a genius. And he knew all along, talking to the analytics guys, that the Commanders would have a better shot of getting a high draft pick if we kept Ron Rivera in yeah. charge, right? And let him go with Bursette or Sam Howe and this terrible offensive line and Eric Bieniemy calling plays and not ever running the ball. And he knew that we were going to lose out. That's what you have to hope. I, I think I, mean, I think he was always in the right. I think showing up in your first year and firing the head coach midseason – it's, it's a just, bad look. It's a bad look. It's and a tough it, look. And it's a bad precedent, too, because yes. then you're thinking next year with a new coach, if we're in the same scenario, oh, do they move on from him? And that's Dan Snyder territory. New coach every year. Yeah, and, and like, yes, we've looked bad, but we've looked so bad, it's great. Yeah. Like, that's what we needed. Right, so right. We've I, looked I, worse I, than every team in the NFL except for the Cardinals. The Panthers. The Panthers, right. Yeah, yeah. the Cardinals just beat the Eagles. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> All right, number four on the list is Joey Sly. I agree with that. I just... The kickers, look, you could put a lot of blame on the long snapper. We finally cut the cheese, cut Cameron Cheeseman um, from his terrible snaps. And I do like Joey Sly because he's a Virginia Tech alum. He was a star there in Blacksburg. But he's just not consistent enough. So I I wouldn't be surprised if the commanders uh, made a move at that position in the offseason. Number five, another Hokie, Logan Thomas, the commander's tight end. And that's because they point to the available salary cap space at 81.72, it could increase to 90 million or more if they can move on from Logan Thomas. And uh, look, he's one of the cut candidates, and he's a veteran tight end who's remained healthy for part of the season, hasn't been as dependable as previous seasons. I've said it many a time. He's definitely lost a step. I would like the commanders to draft a tight end, but I think Logan sticks around to be a veteran in the locker room. I think he sticks around. I like him to stick around. And I think that's what we're going to need with the new uh, GM, new regime, new head coach, and all that stuff is a guy that you can count on to, hey, we're going to draft a young tight end, hopefully, but who's going to teach him how it works? You know, hopefully that'll be Logan Thomas. And then number six, it's the obvious one. They went with the head coach, Ron Rivera. <laughs> well, that's a freebie. If Ron Rivera is in charge of the commanders next year, I won't have a radio show. <laughs> all right. I'll. <laughs> Do we have to just pick a new team? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how bad it'll be. Uh, if you want to chime in, phone lines are open 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Trevor tweets us, happy 2024, AWOD Army. 
2023 was a fantastic year. I'm excited to listen to AWOD in 2024. It's going to be a great year. He said, I already, I've already told my parents, I'm going to root for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, this will be the one week I might wear a Dak jersey. <laughs> Justin made a great point, though. Like, show me a team that tanks, and I'll show you a team with no winning culture. Right? I mean, the Steelers are that example. They don't tank. Yeah. They have found a way for 17 straight years to be above 500. You know, they never have played in a game where they're eliminated from the playoffs. Um, but I just, I want that number two overall pick. And, like, and in fact, you know what I'm going to say right now? I want number one. I, I want impossible. the commanders. No, here's how we're going to do it. Trade, we're going to trade. Because we're going to get to number two. And then we even if we get fleeced by the Bears, we're going to get up to number one. We're going to take Caleb Williams. And he's going to be a pro bowler within five years. If that doesn't happen, you can never let me evaluate <laughs> quarterbacks ever again. Never again. You're not going to be like EB and call me a mediocre producer if, no. I, if no. I zing you on that? No, you're in the top five list. I know, I'm, number, I'm in the top three. Yep. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. If you missed any of the show, you can always rewind on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. Just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday in Richmond, Virginia from 12 to 3 p.m. Or check out the podcast, Best of AWOD Radio. Stub puts together a full hour of the show every single day that is available for you on your ride home. You're listening to the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, not 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. And this weekend, the Skinny Skin Skins, now known as the Commanders, host their arch rival, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys versus Indians once again this weekend. And I, for one, will be rooting for a Dallas victory. I hate to say it. It's a sad it day. It hurts me down. I mean, I, I hope area. Dallas wins, but Dak gets hurt. Is that better? <laughs> right? I know people don't like rooting for injuries, but I hope Dak hurts his, uh, and his dong. And... <laughs> uh, yeah. So, look, I'm desperate for Ron Rivera to be fired. I'm desperate. For a miserable season to be over, right? It's been a lame duck year. Most owners would have moved on from Ron Rivera last year when that dummy didn't know that we were eliminated. But so here we funny. are. We went through another season, wasted four years with Ron. He came in with the number two overall pick. And here we are with a chance to get the number two overall pick. I'm desperate for the number two overall pick. Now, I've even come to the conclusion, once we get the number two overall pick, I'd like to keep it going. Let's trade up for one because I want Caleb Williams. I believe he's going to be a star, the next Patrick Mahomes. But a loss to the Cowboys does not confirm the Commanders will get the number two overall pick. It's actually a little more complicated than that because there is a tiebreaker with the New England Patriots. We'd love for New England to win this weekend. They play against the Jets. It's possible. But here's a breakdown by Steve Kornacki of how the Commanders could get the number two overall. Currently for the two spot, you got a three-way tie. As you say, Washington, who right now controls that tiebreaker. It's it's basically, it's by one game. Okay. If you add up the wins and losses of all of the Commanders' opponents this year, the Commanders' opponents are 140 and 132. <laughs> and they're 4-12 and 12 right now. The Pats are 4-12 <laughs> right now. Had to remind me. You know. And the combined record of all their opponents this year is 141 <laughs> and 131. 
the only way the Cardinals get the the top pick here is if they lose next week and both Washington and New England win. They have to be okay. alone at four and thirteen. Because oh, wow, so we could drop to four. They're, Pause they're it for a second. So <laughs> if we past- somehow beat the Cowboys and Sam Howell's a great game. And the Patriots beat the Jets. We could be looking at the number four overall pick. And that would change everything because at four, you're not trading up to one. I think at four, you either trade back or you take the offensive lineman or Marvin Harrison Jr. But we're in the hunt for a quarterback, if you yeah, ask me. Yeah, I think we need a quarterback. Right? I mean, would you be cool with – would you buy tickets to watch Sam Howell start week one next year? No. I don't think I would either. I don't want to drive up to D.C. Well, it's not it's less like, about that. No, but like, but like that's not someone I would drive up to D.C. to see. Right. Caleb Williams, yes. May. Even yep. Drake May. Jaden Daniels, eh, I'm not that big on him. Kind of think he's going to be this year's Bryce Young. Maybe he'll be better. I don't think you could get much worse than Bryce Young. I mean, because he's a yeah, child. I mean, he's like a high school a player. He's two-win team right so there. Small. He's so small. I I mean, that's, that's the whole thing why I went on these rants, because... I mean, we could play clips. We got the receipts. There are hundreds of reporters that hyped up Bryce Young as this amazing quarterback, and I said, look at him. He's puny. He's a tiny little man. You you, think he's going to go against 400-pound linemen? If you tune into a Panthers game now, the the commentators are still going to hype up Bryce Young. Oh, I know. It's crazy. I know. It's It's crazy. You got two wins this season. Shut up. (laughs) He can't be that good. Yeah. All right, so let's hear more from Kornacki. Currently for the two one moment, I lost the spot. <laughs> Sorry, we've never done Stop. a pause. We've never Honestly, done a pause before. I know, <laughs> this I is know. A new. I'm throwing a new wrinkle at you. Yeah. You did a great job producing all day long here, so you can have one mistake in the final segment. I mean, you can start 31. from the beginning if you need to. Right, okay. Thirty-one. The only way the Cardinals get the the top pick here is if they lose next week and both Washington and New England win. They have to be okay. alone at four and thirteen because they're not okay. winning any tiebreakers. Their, their schedule is too strong. Let's say the Pats lose it. Let's say Washington loses it. So you got two at four and thirteen. The big swing game to watch. There's a couple that come in, but the biggest one to keep an eye on by far is Atlanta, New Orleans. Ooh, okay, so this, dude. New England played <laughs> New Orleans this year, right? And Washington thirty-four played. nothing blowout game. <laughs> and Washington it. played Atlanta, yep. so it's it's a key swing. If New Orleans wins the game, the Patriots in their strength of schedule get what they don't want. They get another win for their opponents, and meanwhile, for Washington, they get another loss for their opponents because that's that's Atlanta losing. Right, pause it for one so more second. Pa- Do you understand what's going on? Because he just confused the hell out of me no. right there. You don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Because it, it's going backwards, right? Because it sounded like he said if the Saints win, that's bad for the Patriots, which would in turn be good for the Commanders. But the original time I watched this video, I thought he said that I wanted the Falcons to win. So now I'm just completely confused. Uh, but let's hear more. Maybe he'll, he'll explain it more. Let's hear more. That's really want, if they're playing the draft game, the Pats really want Atlanta to beat New Orleans. And Washington really wants New Orleans to beat Atlanta. And if it ended up tied, strength of schedule, that, pardon me, is when head-to-head comes in. And this is the opposite of every head-to-head you've ever wanted because this is where the loser of the head-to-head, the loser gets the pick. The winner doesn't. So Pats played Washington. Pats lost to Washington. I don't really love this. And it comes back to bite Washington (laughs) because it gives the Pats the number two seed. All right, this is starting to really frustrate me here. Really frustrate me here. So the game that we won against the Patriots, when I didn't even want us to win at that point because I was already in for the tank, could come back to really hurt us. Right? And that was a three-point win, wasn't it? 
It's, it's too much to... 20-17. to 17. Look, that was already after a two-game losing streak. After we had already lost to Tyrod Taylor. That's when the season was over. We should have threw that game, Ron. Right? I mean, we could have been on a nine-game losing streak instead of seven. Because he beat the Patriots, and then we almost beat the Seahawks. And that would have completely screwed ourselves. Man. Well, we were still rooting. We were rooting for a win back then. You know, yeah. Seahawks and stuff. I guess. But now looking Different back times. on it, I, I wish the Patriots had beat us. And it felt like they were going to win that game. I, I, I don't even really yeah. remember that yeah, game. that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to chime in, phone lines are open. Can you make sense of this? 833-804-0910. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got uh, Tomas in Richmond. Tomas, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going? All right, so I want to call in. I'm, I'm good friends with, with your producer here. So we've had this, we've had this discussion a couple of times. I, the more I think about it, the more, the more I think that the Patriots have to end up with the number two pick. Because <laughs> okay. We, as a Patriots fan. Yeah, okay, I, okay. He had to caveat. You know, would yeah. love for them to end up, number, just to qualify. But I don't see a world in which anybody on the Patriots offense, at least, is playing for anything, to show off anything. Nobody there is fighting for a job. If you have a contract, you don't even really want to be there. Sam Howell wants to be on the field. He's going to go out there. He's going to give it all he's got. You, so, I mean, I so just, all right. So you know, I, I, I get what you're saying the there, and, and and you're right. You know? I mean, that's the nightmare scenario: is that Sam Howell balls out, throws for 400 yards, and we beat the Cowboys just like we did last year in a meaningless game. Exactly. Uh, but did you understand that video? So if the Saints win, I, I did. Is yeah. that better for Washington <laughs> or New England? <laughs> it's it, so if. If the Saints win, I believe it's better for New England, and then I think if Atlanta wins, or it's, or and then if Atlanta wins, it's better for Washington. I believe. I think I'm supposed to root for the Saints this weekend. <laughs> I think. I, I really don't know. know. I, I know I'll be rooting for New England, right? Just beat the Jets, yeah. and then we don't have to worry about uh, this. One, at least one of us will be rooting for New England this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good call, man. We'll follow up All with right. you next Thank week. Thank you very much. Yep. Take Sounds care. Good. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Appreciate everybody checking out the show today. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.